The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. The Ring with DJ Coots. Yes, it is. It's time to get in the ring with DJ D. Coots and Beast Mike. How are you doing, Beast Mike? I'm not doing too bad. It's I can't believe we're already at the end of June. What happened to this year? We're at the end of June and July, which one would argue is the best month in wrestling uh, yearly because of all the stuff that happens in it from every from various companies. We're about to seriously get to it, so we got a lot to talk about. So we might as well just jump right in. Um, Nightcrawl moment of the week. We always uh, open with this. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Got to go back into the Twitter files to get to the Nightcrawl moment of the week. Uh, before zombie. I do that. Hmm? Korean zombie knocked somebody out. Yes, yes. The, the, that was the, the moment where this happened. I think it was the first round knockout where it was about nine seconds in or something like that. It was like it happened. The fight itself ended like nine seconds. And I think I, I tagged it as the the tanning bed night quill. <laughs> yes, where somebody, where it turns out he got punched and sent to the ground. It wasn't the first punch that did it. It was the last one. And the last one ended up uh, knocking him out cold while he was already on the ground and, and trying to defend himself, and it failed horribly. So I believe this would be the NyQuil moment of the week. And I should also mention the reason why the NyQuil moment, I kind of teased it last week, why the NyQuil moment is a thing. So this dates back to December 12, 2000, December 8, 2012. And this is the fourth installment of the Juan Manuel Marquez Manny Pacquiao saga, which was incredible. So the first three were controversial events with Pacquiao winning two of them. He should have won two and Marquez not winning any with a draw being in the first one. In truth, the draw only happened because the judge screwed up the counts and Pacquiao should have won the first fight. Marquez probably should have won the second and then Mark and but Pacquiao won it. Pacquiao should have won the third and did. So the only one that actually ended up right. The second one being the best of the three fights up until the fourth one leading to the classic uh, fight with the end of the sixth round where Marquez, and this is after Pacquiao knocked him down in the previous round, and Marquez knocked him down in that previous round. It looked like Marquez was about to get, was about to get finished off by Pacquiao. The greatest counterpunch I've probably ever seen in a boxing match then took place and instantly knocked out Manny Pacquiao, who was out before he hit the canvas, hence the NyQuil. Hence the dubbed NyQuil. And that is the original version of NyQuil. And that's how all this came to be. So yeah. that's, that's kind of how the, the backstory of what NyQuil moments are in the world of boxing, MMA, even wrestling, if it applies to it. And now we can shift forward to... That's well, Rollins. I, I want to go in hard. <laughs> all right. So check it. Last week... Seth Rollins kind of started the Twitter storm by saying that WWE's got the best, the best wrestlers alive. They've got the best wrestlers around. And 
it it really set the whole IWC on fire because not a lot of people agree with it. Wrestlers and Seth Rollins in that fucking company, and there are at least there are at least ten wrestlers in that company that are better than Seth Rollins, and and there are at least twenty five wrestlers in the world better than Seth Rollins. So so yeah, Seth Rollins, you need to shut the fuck up, um, because. Right now, um, Will Ospreay's better than you. Hey, better than you. Um, a lot of people are better than you. Some people even in your company are better than you, like Walter and Pete Dunne. Come on now. Don't insult my fucking intelligence saying, oh, here's the best wrestling in the world when the best match was four stars. And then, and then you say you're better than Will fucking Ospreay? Fuck you. Fuck you. Because Will Ospreay has a four-star match in his sleep. Your best match was four stars this year. So shut up! <laughs> he does have four stars in his sleep. Speaking of Will Ospreay, Ospreay was the primary guy to clap back at Seth Rollins. He was the primary participant in coming at Seth. Yeah, but he should! He yeah, should! He, 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 he is the best wrestler in the world today. Ospreay has had the best year in wrestling, bar none, and, of anyone everywhere. Honestly, I understand what Seth is saying. He's saying his company is the best wrestling company on the planet, which we know is fiction. My fucking intelligence when you go out there with Baron Corbin and I'm fucking done. Yeah, it's yeah, well, that's just not wrong. But I'm saying, like, I understand what he's defending his flag, even though it was a bad decision. 20 minutes of fucking boredom on Sunday. So. Basically, the main purpose, uh, and we'll get into the stomping grounds. We might as well just jump right into the stomping grounds right away. Honestly, I thought the first half of the show was fine. First I didn't, half of the show was fine, but then it got boring. It got, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It got stale pretty much right after Roman and Drew. No. Roman and Drew was boring, too. And Bailey Alexa Bliss was boring. Yeah, Bailey, ba- I agree with you, Bailey and Alexa. And I agree. I, I'm, I wish that rivalry ended, but they're going to keep it going. We're going to talk about it, and then we'll kind of segue. Oh, What's up? WWE show. It was fantastic. Yeah, two four star matches, three four star matches. Okay, I'll give him credit where credits due. I yeah. gave the cruiserweight match four stars. I was. Dope. I gave the Owen Zane New Day match four stars, and that the Ricky Jay Samoa Joe four stars. But nothing really spectacular. No, and yeah, nothing blow away. Rowan versus Heavy Machinery was a gr- good match, and Plus. Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans, Becky Lynch turned a shit sandwich into a Becky the carry. <laughs> Becky absolutely carried that match. She she absolutely carried that. Uh, the, the true facts. So I don't need to hear how WWE WWE is presenting the best wrestlers in the world when you have Baron Corbin in the fucking main event. That was dumb. I I, I don't. I, that was that was completely storyline. That's completely taking Seth and Becky's relationship and running with it. That's that's pretty much seems like the reason why they, they took it and ran. And that was the main event instead of what I thought was going to be the main event and so, being the cage match. It was a boring fucking match because Baron Corbin fucking sucks. The main the main deal about that match is basically Lacey, Lacey Evans. That was pretty much to me until Becky until Becky came out. That was the takeaway. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm saying Lacey Evans stinks. 
That was her, she was the takeaway from the match. Like it was like she there was no it just looked like she was disinterested. It looked like she barely cared, which I guess was the whole point of it was was Lacey to barely care until Corbin had a chance to actually win the title. I get that, that's fine. But yeah, until Becky came out, this match was stale. Title, and then Seth Rollins was doubling down on these comments. And I'm like, yeah, I would have been reaming Seth Rollins even harder than I would Baron Corbin. I, I never thought I'd hear the day. Or see the day where you would come at Seth harder than you came at Bar- you would come at Baron. He's a lot of Twitter for a little while, doubling down in these comments. Are you fucking kidding me? That was a bad decision. <laughs> Seth with a bad life choice. Twitter, lock off for a little while, you bitch. <laughs> well, Seth, Seth, in the past year, Seth has not has not made many bad decisions. But clapping on, on Twitter uh, about this was not one of the best ones. <laughs> and you, you say Ricochet's better than Will Ospreay when Ricochet has had one four-star match this year. Um, Which I don't... Mm, the tag team match with War Rangers, the one with Gargano, you sure? I think he's, um, I think he's at least two. Two four-star matches. Will Ospreay's had at least ten. Yeah. 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 Oh, matches in the best of the Super Juniors. Come on now. Yep. No, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. But I'm saying, like, no, Ricochet's had until he got called up. But this was his first match, his first four star with Joe on the main roster. Absolutely. Although he, although his match with AJ was pretty good on Raw too. So you might as well, you might as well cover the the storylines as as the as the show went on with Stomping Grounds, which will cover WWE in earnest until we get to 205 until, until we get to the uh, the NXTs. The first match was the Cruiserweight match, the Cruiserweight title match. Again, both of us are, are not happy. The Cruiserweight oh, match was. Was pre-showed. What's up? We have to talk about the breaking news. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll do, yeah, we'll do breaking news, and then we'll get into stomping grounds. So, yeah, breaking news this morning. Uh, two. There's two things, twofold. So, first, you want the you want the evolved stuff, or you want the uh, the news and the, and the management with WWE first? Management. Management. All right. Well, let's talk about that. Eric Bischoff is back in the company, and Paul Heyman also has a new role in the company of WWE. Where Paul Heyman will be be the director, he'll be the behind the scenes guy on Raw. Effectively, he'll be pretty much running the TV production side on the Raw side. Meanwhile, on the SmackDown side, one Eric Bischoff will be running the TV production on the SmackDown side. I'm all for this. I think this is gonna be a very good thing on both counts and on both shows. I'm all for this. This, this I think is gonna be pretty productive for WWE. I don't care. Okay. Um. If it's on screen, then yeah. But it should be reporting directly to the out of touch Vince McMahon. And that That's that's concerning, yes. That's concerning. But but to take your hands off and say, this is not working, mm-hmm. that that sort of implements some change. Paul yes. Aiden's a very creative dude. He absolutely is. And Bischoff's very creative in his own right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not... So, yeah, I'm not mad at that. It's a good look. And I think Bischoff on SmackDown and Heyman on Raw will, will breathe some new life into it. I agree with you. I think the part about reporting to Vince is a little bit more... If they're reporting to Hunter, I think they can really make it work. I, I think this would really, really work. Because Hunter has an excellent mind for the game, for the business. Reporting to Vince is a little concerning, but if they're given mostly free reign, I'm cool with it. What's up? 
I think this is an admission that Vince is out of touch and he can't do it all. Which I think is nice. I think he realizes he's somewhat error of his ways. So the, their official titles are going to be executive directors of respective shows. So Heyman's executive director of executive director of Raw, and Bischoff is as such on SmackDown. So that, that's effectively what the uh, their official titles, which are newly made up, but that's effectively what the titles are. So this, I think, could be a very interesting thing going forward for both shows to bring some much needed needed life to both brands. Yes, and the pay per views, and and, and the pay per views. Yes, and the pay per views. Absolutely. And the other bit of news that happened was the Evolve 10th anniversary uh, show that's going to happen on, I believe it's July 13th. At the July 13th, same day as White for the Fall. Yep, which is that's not accidental at all. Uh, it's the at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Yes, the old school ECW Arena. That's that's where it's going to be at. And they've already put the main event is going to be Adam Cole versus Akira Tozawa for the NXT Championship. Both those guys are Evolve alums. So that there's obviously no mistake there. So that's going to be the main event of the show. I think it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good look uh, for to get evolve to put to evolve on and give them some some love and some attention. So I like it. Yes, yes. So so if you're not watching Fight for the Long, you can watch Evolve. There you go. Uh, pretty much. Or if you're in the Philadelphia area, and this is eight days before Extreme Rules, so you you can absolutely go check that out just as well. Maybe if you're going to be in the Philly area, right. So that was the that's the next pay-per-view for WWE is Extreme Rules. But the previous one, Stomping Grounds, we kind of got into it a little bit uh with, with D. Cooks' rant here. But the first match was the triple was the triple threat cruiserweight title match. Good match. Yes, yeah. both D. Cooks and I are not happy that this was pre-showed, but this is a good match. Tozawa Nice and Gulag did their thing. And ultimately it was Tozawa drop kicking Nice and Nice falling into the barricade. Being to the torture rack neckbreaker by Gulak, which got it done. So Drew Gulak is now the new cruiserweight champion. So I'm liking this. I like this new Drew Gulak. I kind of do miss the PowerPoint presentation when he when he was kind of when he was less serious. But I'm all for this this Gulak being a very serious, uh, kind of a destroyer type from from Philly, who effectively now has a home game as a championship title defense for Extreme Rules as. As a Gulag watched, Nice and Tozawa have a good match on 205 Live to close the show. Nice got it done, and Tony Nice is going to be fighting his old enemy or frenemy, if you will, and Drew Gulag for the Cruiserweight Championship in Philadelphia. I like this. This is a continuation of what's been a pretty good rivalry on, on 205. I like where they're going with this. Solid stuff. Other stuff that happened on 205, and Brenda Carrillo got a win. Gallagher beat Mike Bennett, and then Mike Bennett pretty much ran walked off. Apparently, I don't know if that's a that's a front or I don't know if that's legit, but he seemed to be super pissed after losing to Jack Gallagher on Tuesday. But that was really the main stuff that happened on 205. Uh, so that was good stuff there. Meanwhile, Stomping Grounds, the main show, we kind of talked about a little bit the uh, the Owens and Zane versus New Day Woods in, Woods in a Biggie good match. It was the heels that got it done with the Haluva kick, the pop-up powerbomb that pinned Woods, as they pretty much focused on Woods the entire time. Good match, though. I- I'm all for it. It was a good tag. It was a good tag. It, was, it certainly was a good tag match. Uh, to kind of continue their whole situations, both Owens and Zayn lost to Kofi Kingston on Monday, and they lost an eight-man tag on Tuesday, the eight-man tag being to Heavy Machinery and New Day, after they stormed the ring after New Day beat 
the SmackDown Tag Champions, Brian and Rowan. Why are they still the champions? Well, they beat Heavy Machinery on Sunday. And a lot of it being Daniel Bryan being the kind of got the whole face treatment because they were in Tacoma, Washington, obviously not that far away from Aberdeen. So Daniel Bryan got, got a whole lot of love in the state of Washington this week. And he also got the pin on Tucker. Yeah, it was, it was on Tucker after Tucker did a dive to Rowan. But uh, Brian kind of rolled him, rolled him up with a small package. So good job for Brian and Rowan to keep the tag titles. The first match of the actual evening was Becky and, and Lacey. We had kind of established that Becky carried. And to kind of shift, and we'll, we'll shift this forward when we get to Rollins and Corbin, uh, how Becky and how they sh- uh, straightened out extreme rules uh, when we get there. WWE Championship match between Kofi and Dolph, kind of boring. That steel cage match was not the Put me to fucking sleep. It was the, se- it was the second most productive steel cage match, and that's not a compliment uh, of the week in WWE, where Kofi found a productive way to escape. I'll give him that. Uh, the, the ending was good, where, where Kofi basically dove out of the, out of the ring, doing, doing his hope out of the floor to save the WWE Championship. I thought the ending was fine. And then Kofi, as I mentioned, beat uh, Zane Owens, and they got jumped by Samoa Joe. Kofi got jumped by Samoa Joe. Joe basically knocked him out, leading into their WWE Championship match coming up in, in two weeks at Extreme Rules in Philly, which then led to Dolph Ziggler complaining. Yeah, we'll get to Ricochet in a little bit. The 2 3 Falls match on SmackDown. I don't know why they had two in the same night, but a 2 3 Falls match where Dolph lost the first fall, but ended up winning the, the, the second, but lost the third. So Dolph will not be involved in the WWE Championship match between, Z- between Joe and Kofi uh, for the WWE title Extreme Rules. So we, we get Dolph out of the way. Just, this is good. This is fine. Why Joe's not the U.S. champion anymore? Well, Ricochet beat him. And it was a very good match. Fantastic uh, match. It really was. Uh, R- Ricochet did his thing. And finally, we get some change on the U.S. title scene. I'm all for it. Ricochet gets it done with the 630. Joe gave him a beating d- during the match, too, as-, as we would expect. But ultimately, it was Ricochet getting it done with the 630. Ricochet is the U.S. champion. He had a good match with AJ Styles on Raw. I'm glad that AJ got Gallows and Anderson out of the way so he could have, have a good one-on-one. Ultimately, it was the phenomenal forum that got it done. But it was a good match between, between Ricochet and AJ. I want more of this. I think we're going to get more of this. And, Let us have uh, We all want more of that. Yes. Let's see here. I think that was the major stuff that happened until we get to Shane, until we get to Roman and Drew. The match itself, I was okay with it. Uh, a lot of, some people weren't, uh, you you weren't, but uh, I, I was honestly okay with it uh, between Roman and Drew. And the Shane got the coast to coast in, but Roman still kicked out. Ultimately, it was the spear. Uh, quite frankly, Drew couldn't hit the Claymore. Uh, Drew seems to hit the Claymore, he knocks Roman out. That, that's pretty much as obvious as it is. Worth a shit in a 25. It did take a little bit too long. I, I will I will give it that. If it was 20 minutes, if all this happened in 20 instead of 25, I hear you. I think this would be this would be much better. I think they they I think do too much with the pacing of Roman versus Drew matches. I think it'd be if it were five minutes shorter, I'm all for it. I think it'd be perfectly fine. But this led to Roman taking a beating on Raw from Shane. And it wasn't even a match. It was just a beating. It was just an excuse for Roman to, to get destroyed by Drew and Shane. And right when Shane was about to finish him off with the coast to coast, Undertaker shows up, chokeslam Shane, and then fights off Drew, leading to the four of them having a tag match in, a couple, in about 10 days or so. In about two weeks at Extreme Rules. 
So they didn't really do a whole lot of setting up for the pay-per-view coming up uh, this week. With Bailey and Alexa, kind of boring. Not much really happened here, except for um, Alexa got Nikki involved. Nikki kind of messed up, leading to a Bailey, eventually leading to a Bailey to Bailey. Bailey retains. And then Nikki actually beat Bailey in a decent match on SmackDown to get Alexa another shot at Bailey at Extreme Rules. So good job there. By the, the, I guess they kept that going somewhat. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but they kept it going. And um, now we get to the main event and where the, the whole point of this kind of shifts and leading to D. Cook's rant. Baron Corbin shows Lacey Evans, which I don't hate the choice. I, I don't hate the choice, but the match was fucking boring. The match itself was boring, yes. The match itself was effectively boring until, until basically until Seth kind of finally got infuriated with Lacey after Lacey changed the rules twice, uh, making it no DQs, no countouts. That's, that's really when the match kind of turned up. And then Lacey with the low blow to Seth. And obviously Lacey's been going back and forth with Becky on Twitter, which has actually been kind of funny. This led to ba- uh, this led to Becky interfering. Bailey, uh, Becky effectively took Lacey out of the match with exploded to the floor. Rollins then finished the deal with a super kick curve stomp to get the pin. I think everybody was waiting for, for, ba- for Becky and Seth to kiss. It did not happen. But both champions closed the show as they hold up Seth's championship. And and pretty much the cameras fade to black. It was good. It, was, it ended with the storyline that we expected, and it start. That's how Raw started with the four of them having their promo and interacting, leading to finally a resolution to this whole conflict. Extreme Rules is happening. Yes, it's going to be a tag match between Seth and Becky versus Lacey and Baron for both of Seth and Becky's championships. Seth and Becky retain. We don't see them again. We don't see Corbin and Lacey go after them again, which I think everybody wants. Obviously, as you've seen in the past, and I think the last time they did this was 2009, where Glamorella beat Kofi and Mickey James to win the IC and Women's Championships. So same rules apply. If Lacey and Baron win, they win both titles. Pretty much like any split. So in a sense, it's an all-or-nothing deal in Philly for Extreme Rules. If, if also, you... Undertaker returns for no apparent reason. What's up? Also, the Undertaker returns for no apparent reason. And yeah. Um, basically, yeah. Basically, as, as I mentioned earlier, Undertaker coming back uh, to tag to team with Roman against Drew and Shane. Yeah, there really was no reason for this. Quite honestly, I I, I completely understand why, why you would go why you would say that. So it's an all or nothing situation, which I would imagine will be the the show's main event is this mixed tag. Because they're gonna milk this Becky something for all it's worth. For Moon, what the fuck was that? What? What? Ember versus Sonya? Yeah. I wish they would just let them fight instead of like. It, it seemed like they could actually have good matches, but yeah, I don't know what that was. I, I have no idea what that was. What are they doing to Ember? And, and like, why? Why are we not seeing more of her and more of Oscar and more of Kyrie saying like, why are we not seeing these people on SmackDown? They're, they're all very. Productive Buddy people. Murphy. And, and Buddy I, haven't Murphy. Seen Buddy Murphy. I haven't seen Buddy Murphy in months. Come on. That, that, this, that's is why, a, exactly, this is why the wild card rule needs to go. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen yeah, we haven't seen Alistair wrestle on SmackDown since this wildcard rule thing even happened. Uh although finally there seems to be some progress there. The whole somebody knocked on Alistair's door, so it looked like he's actually gonna fight somebody. That's fine. 
Finn versus Shinsuke looks like it's going to happen, which I'm all for that. And so, uh, the, around the IC title, I'm I'm all, I'm cool with that. That's really, I think, the first time we've seen Shinsuke since um, since WrestleMania, I think. So I'm all for that, and that's the main roster stuff that happened. Now the NXT yeah. stuff that happens this week. First UK, where the show itself kind of built. We had a good match with Noam Dar and. Uh, Leguero, Leguero getting the pin there. We had a solid match between Mark Andrews and Joseph Connors. Andrews getting the pin there. Good matches there. We had, um, let's see, not Kaylee, not Kaylee Ray, but uh, what's what's her name? Killer Kelly uh, losing to Zia Brookside. A little bit of interference with Jenny. A uh, little bit of a distraction from Jenny, but not an interference. Decent match from there, but we're keeping that storyline going. The main event is what we're really getting to here of Walter and Travis Banks. Banks did everything he possibly could. Everything he possibly could. He took out the knee. He had some really good offense, good tech stuff. But ultimately, too much strength, too much power. Walter gets it done. Walter keeps the title. Solid stuff on NXT UK. NXT stateside, meanwhile. The first match of the breakout tournament was fire. Absolutely fire. Garza was getting it in. Uh, and Beth Phoenix, by the way, absolutely was spitting about Garza, but he was, uh, but he was absolutely getting it in. It was a very, very good match. Angel Garza was really putting in work. I, I really enjoyed the, the whole deal against uh, Joaquin Wild. That was the first tournament match. Good stuff. It was highly entertaining. If that's the first match of this tournament. Let's see more of it because this tournament looks like it's going to be straight fire from start to finish. Garza gets the pin, though. Garza gets the win, so we keep it pushing. Street Profits to Forgotten Sons basically boiled down to a bit of a brawl. Once Jackson Riker got involved, look like after Street Profits is about to get it done. Lorcan and Birch came down to make the save. And it's clear that all three teams, it's clear that the other two challenging teams are going to come after Street Profits as well as Undisputed Era in the NXT Championship, uh, NXT Tag Team Championship. Keepley destroyed somebody. It was hilarious. We'll just keep moving. But it, it was funny. And the main event, of course, was the steel cage match. Which oh, Keith Lee, no. What's up? Keith Lee wrestled. Yeah, I was, I was, just, I was just mentioning that. Keith Lee wrestled. Uh, he, he destroyed somebody. It was, it, was rather, it was rather quick and painful. But Keith Lee getting it in, Keith Lee doing his thing. So I'm all for that. The main event, of course, was the steel cage match. With EO and Shayna for the NXT Women's Championship. Good match. Way better than the, than the men's steel cage match that happened earlier this week. Way, this was way better. And a, a whole lot more compelling. Because of the name of the game, like the men's one, was Escape. As EO and Shayna tried their hardest to escape, Jessica and Maria, uh, Jessica Manduke and Maria Shafir from the Four Horsewomen came down to try to save uh, the title for Shayna. Candice came down to the crossbody on Jessica after taking out Maria uh, inside and then outside and then inside the ring. But ultimately, it was EO's offense that got the best of her. Shayna had the Carafuda clutch on EO, and EO then used the door to basically drive it into Shayna's head. Shayna, unfortunately, basically knocked out on her feet, basically front flipped out of the cage to keep the NXT Women's Championship. So basically, it was just bad luck by EO, honestly. But then Shayna she didn't be able to front flip, and then EO snapped. Absolutely, EO absolutely snapped, and it completely destroyed Candace with the help of a steel chair. It was a shocking heel turn, but I think a productive one. 
clearly yeah. this is setting up for either uh, Candace or Mia Yim, who I'm guessing is pretty much the next best woman's face on the show, to come after Shayna, to be the next challenger for Shayna in the Women's Championship. But I'm all for this heel turn, uh, which is obviously setting up Io and Candace, I'm sure. I'm all for this heel turn by Io Shirai. This is good stuff. That's effectively your week in WWE. AEW has a show this this Saturday. Yes. Um, and we have we have some notable debuts and uh, good stuff for AEW. You want to preview the card? Talk about it. So Michael Nakazawa and Alex Jabali, the founder of CEO, is going to be in a hardcore match. That's nothing to be too excited about. Okay. And we have. A three-way tag team match on the pre-show for a shot at the first round by winners advance to all out for an opportunity at a first round by in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, that is best friends versus SoCal and Censored versus Private Party. Then we have Weva Bates. The Librarian versus Kylie Ray on the pre-show. Then we have Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho versus Nyla Nyla Rose. Three-way match. Mm -hmm. And that is probably going to determine a women's number one contender for Burt Baker. We have Um, Chris Daniels versus Seema. Oh, that match is going to be fire. Two veterans, two crafty veterans just getting in there and having a good old wrestling match. That's going to mm-hmm. be fantastic. Um, Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc versus Jungle Boy versus MJF. Yeah, a fan of four-way. A four-way match. Now we have John Mosley versus Joey Janela. I, um, I think this is going to be a pretty... I, I'm just loving this. I'm just thinking the psychology involved in this match. I, I think it's going to be pretty entertaining between these two. Then we have an all-out spot pass between the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid versus the Elite, Kenny Omega <laughs> and Matt and Nick Jackson tag teaming again. This this actually should be very entertaining. Uh, the crowd's gonna go hype for this entire for this match here. And it looks like what's gonna close the show is gonna be Cody versus Darby Allen. Why the why the close or co-main? Should be a productive match. Yes. And now people are probably wondering, how are you going to watch this match? Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll try. We can, we can try to talk about this. So it's going to be apparently free on Bleacher Report. Uh, live. Bleacher Report Live. That's, that's how you watch this. That's how you're going to be able to watch this. On Bleacher Report Live, free of charge. I think this is going to be absolutely insane. So many people are going to be able to watch this match. So, so many people are going to be able to watch all this. The event itself will take place at the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Yes. At, at the CEO Gaming Festival. Yes. And this is obviously a parody of Firefest. As a space, yes. So I, I'm, I'm off. I think it's going to be a good show. I think this whole thing is going to be uh, very productive from start to finish. So I'm looking forward to what's going to happen here. Before we watch our matches now, sports talk. 
we do a little sports segment here. Yeah, yep. Call it the sports lounge. I'm gonna call it the sports lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the Lakers really screwed themselves over. Basically, what he's referring to is that the Lakers, Rob Palenka and company, yes, they got Anthony Davis. They pretty much gave up half their team and all of their future. The problem is they horribly mismanaged the cap so that they really can't go out and sign the free agents that they are desiring to sign. They want to get one more max-level free agent to join LeBron and Anthony Davis. But they can't do it because they just don't have enough money to do so. They didn't give up enough money in the Anthony Davis trade to make all this happen. So now they're scrambling. The Lakers are, are completely scrambling to try to get rid of basically offload contracts that aren't LeBron, Kuzma, or Ant Davis of any sort of real major value that can help them get a free get them a max free agent, i.e. a Kemba Walker or a Kyrie Irving or somebody or Jimmy Butler, somebody of that ilk. With free agency in the, in the NBA basically starting tomorrow, it's a the clock is ticking. Jimmy Butler has been rumored to possibly be going to the Clippers or going to the Lakers. There's thoughts that Tobias Harris could go back to the Clippers, which would really screw over the Sixers uh, because of all the stuff they gave up in the Tobias Harris deal, only for him to go back to L.A. and join all the stuff that the Clippers got in the deal. That would be pretty bad for, the, for Philly. Uh, who could lose both Butler and Harris and pretty much have no outs. That is unless Kawhi Leonard decides to come to Philly. Apparently, he's on their list. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is on their list of, of guys on the list of teams that he might actually talk to and potentially even sign with. So that's a big deal uh, there. The Kemba Walker is uh, is now apparently rumored that Boston is the leader in the clubhouse for Kemba. So Boston, we're all thinking, oh, they're going to lose Al Horford, they're going to lose Kyrie Irving. They're in deep trouble. Maybe not. If Kemba goes to Boston, Boston may have a little bit of a shot here with Kemba and Jason Tatum being the lead two guys. So, again, big things happening in free agency and a stacked free agency class. Kevin Durant turned down $31.5 million, which, again, not shocking. Even with the torn Achilles, and he probably is not going to play this year, it's not shocking that Kevin Durant turned down that that $31.5 million. He's still going to get it. So that's not a surprise at all that he turned it down. Those are your big players in NBA free agency. Clay Thompson has not been offered max yet. I'm sure he will be, at least if Golden State is smart, he will be, offered the max, and I would imagine he'd stay in Oakland and by the Bay, or San Francisco as they move into the new arena uh, next season. Uh, That would not be shocking. NHL's free agency also starts July 1st, where the big-name players here are Sergei Bobrovsky, Artsunebi Panarin, and Matt Duchesne, all from the Columbus Blue Jackets, whom I would pretty much expect all of them to leave. I think that I've heard Duchesne, the National Predators are the main leaders for Duchesne. That's a big deal. And the Florida Panthers have been rumored for Bobrovsky and Panarin pretty much all year long, not, not even all summer long, all year long for those two guys. And that free agency starts effectively Saturday at noon. They're, they're on Canada Day, which is always July 1st. It's always at 12 o'clock. That's where free agency effectively starts in the NHL. The... For the Flyers, so obviously for those who are we're Philadelphians here, so obviously the Flyers would get a lot of the situation. They did read, they made some minor moves. They did lock up Kevin Hayes since I think we last talked. Seven years, fifty million. That's a, the fifty million dollar bill is pretty steep. But Hayes is a pretty good player. He's the second line center. 
it's still it's going to be a productive deal. I think Kevin Hayes is a good player, so I'm okay with it. Brian got a two-year contract, but obviously we all know the deal here. Applies into the backup goalie with the veteran experience. He will certainly be that for uh, for Carter Hart. So it's a good look there. It's Carter's it's Carter's cage now, and now it's a matter of can Brian Elliott help him out and help the cause. So it's a good two-year deal, a one-year deal for $2 million. So it really won't cost them anything. Pretty solid uh, stuff there. Uh, they Speaking of which, the Flyers have also sent uh, all qualifying offers to Provorov, Konechny, and Scott Lawton, and Audrey Kubel. The talks with Provorov are getting a little sketchy. I still think Fletcher's going to be able to nail it down and get the deal done. Provorov's way too important to let go. I think the Flyers will still be able to sign him. It's just a matter of can they come together on the numbers. Flyers cap room's good. They got to be very careful with this cap room. So the Flyers do. Yeah. A lot. Of, that's basically your, your look at the uh, free agencies. Obviously, we'll have more next week in terms of uh, where people are going to be signing. In the NHL, you can sign right away on July 1st. In the NBA, you have to wait till July 7th to sign your effective deals. But obviously, we'll have more next week on who signs where and how that's impacted. But that's really your major look at free agency as it is. And obviously, the least surprising news, Zion being drafted by the Pelicans, was pretty much the least surprising news that happened that we didn't get to last week that uh, that totally happened since we were away. July 1st. So yeah, free agency will be starting then. So that's the free agency will be starting. Effectively, both teams. We're really uh, June 30th at 6 for the NBA and July 1st at noon for the NHL. That That is the sports update for today and the sports lounge in tribute to Mike's old show. Yes, yes. Now, there's, there's also something I'm going to be working on in, in the middle of July. I, I plan on doing NFL previews. It'll be on the sports lounge site. I'm pretty much going to do two a days where I'm going to do pretty much the order of the review is going to be or preview is going to be in the order of where you finish in the conference. For example, the first day will be the Cardinals and the New York Jets. The second day will be the barrier area teams, so on and so forth. Playoffs, the playoff version will be uh, an order of your elimination and an order of your seeds. So that's how that will be determined. Oh. So stay tuned for that on the Sports Lounge page. And we'll be right back with our matches of the week. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Powerslam.tv. Spend your summer. Cold code social suplex. Yes, 3,000 hours. You can watch great wrestling action, great interviews, a whole lot of stuff to fill your, your summer up if you're tired of what you're seeing on TV and wrestling or if you just want to see other, other sports that aren't baseball right on, on right now. Social Suplex got you covered. Yes, and you can listen to all the great podcasts on the Social Suplex <laughs> Podcast Network as well. Well on the, this very network and with <coughs> excuse me and you can go to socialsuplex.com for great columns as well so we got some matches to talk about 
We are going back to 1952. <laughs> Talk about Throwback Thursday. We got Lupez and Vern Gagne, two legends in the game. And Gagne. they're going to have a. a hmm? Yes, yeah, I got it. It's Gagne, not Gagne. Uh, Gagne. Gagne, yeah, Gagne. And two legends in the game. This is Chicago International Amphitheater is where this match will take place. Yes. Yeah, so three, two, one, go. And this, and this match is also in black and white, too. That's the other part about this. We got the old school microphone. Held by the ring announcer. Uh, the, the cracking of the tape. It, it, totally, it totally does that. So you, it's actually filmed. I, I totally do respect that. It's actually filmed. This is better quality than the Lucha match last week. <laughs> it actually is. He's, he's, he's actually telling the truth. That was not... Oh, the, the, the quality of that tape in the oh, 80s. Don't get me wrong. Love the match. It was yeah, the match itself was good. It's the fact that the, the actual quality of tape was that that's all these all facts. These are all facts. Uh all right, so let's see. That's in the black robe. Mm-hmm. And Ganya mm -hmm. is in the looks like the sports coat? Sports coat, yeah. Looks like he's in a sports coat type of deal here. It's it's kind of Obviously, we can't tell what color it is because it's black and white, but it looks like it's like a tan sports coat. I would imagine it'd be tan. But the officials are kind of going over, it looks like, the rules in the match. And there we go. We see one of the... All right. You see, Fez is Yep. And Fez basically handed over his title to look like an Olympic coach. He, he had, like, an Olympic hoodie on his person. And then we get some film. All right, so a little bit of an easier way to tell. Fez is wearing the all black. Fez has got the, the, soul, the pretty much jet black trunks on. And Ganya has got the slightly lighter colored uh, trunks. We don't know what color they are. Yeah, so they're, both guys are trying to lock up. And there is a collar and a bull tie-up to start. Fez pushed mm, push Gagne, Gagne back to the ropes. Then they meet in the center of the ring again. And Gagne reverses the trend here. It's a third collar and a bull tie-up. This time they meet in the center of the ring. Kind of a standoff. Nice sweep yeah. of the leg by Gagne. And now there's some mat wrestling involved. This is intense as hell. It's, it's got intense quick too, didn't it? <laughs> this guy's got fierce quick. As both guys, they rolled over to the corner of the ring, but obviously we got a clean break, and we're back in the center. Lock up. They're trying to. There we go. There, there's, there's uh, another collar number. As Kanye had was shoved back to the ropes by Fez, but we do get a clean break. Both guys are circling each other. Got a little more collar and elbows coming in. And both guys are basically jockeying for position at this point. Neither guy's throwing a punch yet, but I'm sure they're coming. More collar and elbow and a little bit of a side headlock here by Ganya. Back to the corner of the ropes and then back to the center. 
they're really kind of just testing each other's strength at this point. But again, this is good, good camera work, though. Good camera work by on both parties. Good job there. They're clearly just trying to find out who's stronger and who's able to will the other to the ground. And neither guy's able to do so. There we go. We got a good takedown. And Thez has a headlock with, with the scissors as Ganya is not quite at the rope. Oh, no, yeah, he's, yeah, he's not quite. If he lunged a little bit with his feet, he can get to the ropes, but he, he's not there yet. He's also got to keep his shoulders off the mat. But Thez has got a nice scissors headlock as, Gan as Ganya's trying to kick out. And he's trying profusely to do so, but, he, but he, he's failing as that hold is pretty cinched in fairly tight. He's got the legs crossed fairly tight, does Thez. is also trying to look like kick Thez in the head. He just can't get to him. He, just, he, he seems like he, he just can't find him. He's, he's trying to break free desperately. Then he does roll through, and now he's on his knees. Ganya still has the head trapped. And Fez is still on his knees. The hole is still in pretty tight. And now Fez is trying to wiggle his way out, but so far still can't do it. Fez then rolls through. Nice roll through and kip up. Nicely done by Ganya. And back to the collar and elbow. Standing switch. And now, now Ganya's got him in an arm. He's got the arm, he's got the arm trapped. That was a nice kip up by, by Ganya, though. That was, that was dope. <clears throat> but he's got the arm trapped and he's got wrist control, does Ganya. But Thez is now trapped on, on the mat as the wrist is controlled. It's his left wrist that is currently under control. And now Thez is trying to get up, but he's on his knees. Both guys really are, honestly. But Thez is on his knees. Oh, well, well, they both kind of are. Well, Ganya is on one knee. And now both are now getting up. Going for a snapmare. He's going for it while still losing control of the opposite arm. As Ganya still has control of the wrist. Unfortunately for Thez, Ganya still has the hold on and really kept it on the entire time. Very impressive tech wrestling. It looked like he was trying to shoot the half, but he, he, he did not do so. Yeah, Ganya. Thez, both guys are on their feet and now into the ropes as the referee is going to get a clean break. Both guys are back to standing, and both guys are at square one. Thez tried to offer his wrist and pulled it away at the last second just, just to try to bait Ganya in. Both guys are going for collar elbows. It was, it was looks like they're trying to bait the other one in, and they reset. Both guys are in, back to the collar and elbows, and back to, back to the ropes. And they pretty much broke up the... They've pretty much been in the all four ropes of the all four corners of the ropes this time. But we're still back to square one. We would both imagine this is for Thez's championship. I would we would both it'd be probably a good assumption to have at this point as we get back to the collar and elbows. Ganya tried to standing switch and is successful in the standing switch. 
Thess tried to reach out for the ropes, but could not get to them as that back with the wrist control is Ganya. Ganya also has, looks like his knee, his right knee is into the kidneys a little bit. And now his right arm is into the kidneys of Thess. Nice wrist lock control by Ganya. And arm control. He's got the arm as well. Does <clears throat> Ganya. Good submission style wrestling here. Good submission style wrestling. As Ganya on his feet, Fez will join him now. And Fez wills Ganya to the ropes. We are going to get a clean break. This is a pretty far into the match before we've actually seen a punch thrown. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. We haven't seen not one punch thrown. This has been pretty much wrestling holds. Oh, we had flat boy. I would imagine this will end very strong with punches or slams of some kind. I'm sure there will be there will be some punching. But just looking at the crowd, a lot of people dressed very dapper for this too. A lot of people dressed up in like suits or sport coats or business casual wear. Nice snapmare takedown by Fez. And Fez has got a side headlock in on Ganya. Both guys on the ground and yeah, Ganya's got to watch the shoulders. The referee is watching the shoulders very carefully to make sure he did, it's not a pinning predicament. He is very, very smart, aware of wrestling by Ganya to make sure his shoulders are off the mat as he's trying to pretty much go after the eyes. And he's no, he's not quite successful. It looked like he was trying to go for the eyes of Fez, but just couldn't quite get to them. The headlock is still applied as Ganya is trying his hardest to get get his way out. And uh, ooh. Nope, he gets stacked up. Nice, nice counter by Ganya. He stacked him up and then got rolled over. And unfortunately, the momentum took them both into the ropes where Thez had to break the hold. Just bad luck for Thez because he had a side headlock in very deep. Back to the elbows and back to the ropes. Collar elbows and then back to the ropes and then back to a clean break as Ganya's got a little bit agitated. Got a little yeah, he is. He, he kind of saw that after the last one. Guy, guy is a little heated. Oh, there we go. And there, 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 there's the first punch of the match. There's your first punch of the match. We're about 10 minutes in. We, 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 we're really nine because the first minute was pretty much intros. Uh, for the first effective punch of the match. Back to the Colorado in the middle of the ring. Standing switch. Nice sweep. Second, the second sweep of the match. And now he's got a little bit of a... a not a heel. Is that a heel hook he's got on him? It looks like he's, he's got the front of the toe. He's, he's got a toe hold. He's got, he's got the toe hold on him. And Ganya does on Fez after Ganya swept the leg out from Fez. I thought it was a really good move after Fez had the standing switch on him. Very smart. As now the counter by Fez was to try to get a hold of Ganya's head. But Ganya was able to hold him off and back back to the, the back to the toe hold. That's trying it again. Pretty much uh, trying to get him. Look like a sleeper hold. It this looks feels like. like a struggle. It it really does. I think this that's pretty much been the, the whole theme of the match, where both guys are struggling to kind of see who's the more powerful of the two. I think that's effectively what we're doing here. And. It's a it, the hold is still on the, the toe hold is still on by Fez uh, on to Fez as he's tried twice or three times already. Now he's got a Kimura actually does a uh, does Fez 
onto Gagne. He's got the left arm. While Fez has, while Gagne has, still has the toehold locked in. We got Fez with the Kimura from the ground even, so he can't get pinned off this. On the Gagne. Both guys have their submissions hold, so neither guy, and both guys are using both their arms. And it looks like Fez has got the, the leg scissored. And now Fez is control. And he could have kept the Kimura, but I think the, his whole name of the game was the wrist. Was the wrist control. And now he's got it, and Ganya can't really do anything offensively to counter it because he, he's completely covered. On his, he's on his back. He, he's, face, he's face down, but he's really in no offensive position to truly counter this because Ganya, because Fez is at the head. And now, he, now he's at his back, still keeping the wrist control. This is really good mat-based wrestling. This pretty much as what a lot of this match has been is good mat-based wrestling. So I'm all I'm all for this. I'm all for this too. So we got wrist control, and we've got there was a little bit of a I guess a bit of a chokehold. So the ref admonished uh, Ganya for for. The hold and they broke it. They were a little, they were also close to the ropes as well. So we, we should also that should also be acknowledged here. So really, the ref is pretty much anytime they get anywhere relatively close to the ropes. And oh, there's like, a punch. Yeah, there is a punch, and it's a good one too. Solid right hand by Fez caught him right in the side of the face. We go, we got their hands and go back to submission holes. That's <laughs> like that. Cut is ready to throw hands. Fess is like, no, we're going back to special holds. I think Fess is basically trying to trying to tell Ganya, my finger slipped. All five of them. Under your face. That's all. <laughs> Ganya wants to throw hands. Ganya's ready to throw a punch. He's, he's absolutely ready to throw. Back to the collar and elbows, though. Standing switch by Fess. Fez has got the waist cover. He's got the waist locked in, or at least he, he tried to. But back to the arm. Back to the oh, nice elbow by Ganya. Nice elbow by Ganya. When they when they lock up, they lock up aggressively though. That's the other thing about this. Both guys are, are very aggressive when they lock up and, and lock hands. Good yeah. stuff here. They just push him in the face. <laughs> Basically, pie faced him. <laughs> That's like no. There, there's some, there's some animosity here. There is some intensity. Yeah, there I, is. I am liking this a lot. There, there really is. There's a little, little bit of heat here. There's a little bit of a little bit of trauma here. I think they're both just waiting. I mean, they both are throwing a little bit. Oh, there, there's a shove right there. Yeah, yeah, there's there's some heat here. I think both guys are waiting to see. Like, are they really gonna just throw? And then let's we'll see, we'll see what happens. But neither guy is ready. To, they're kind of just like teasing. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little heel tactic right there. That was yes, it was. It, it was the first time we didn't get a clean break in this entire match. No, the punch in the face. The first punch. Oh, the, the second face. time. Yeah, they're right. The second time. The second time. You're right. That that was off the ropes. But yeah, that, that was that was a clean. Oh, roll through. Nice roll up, schoolboy. No, there's no, there's no count. Oh, there was a. Yeah, there was no count. 
No, he's got. Yeah, he's got. Okay, I see why there's no count. And the Thesha's shoulders weren't down, and it looked like he tried to have a an armbar from the ground, but he never. Not a triangle choke. He didn't have the. He didn't have the neck. He had the arm. But Ganya was able to get maneuver back to the ropes, so no harm, no foul. Thesha's shoulders were never down, which is why there was no yeah. count. So I'd say that's that's a smart decision there. Back to the collar and elbows. Back to a side headlock. As both guys have neck control of their opponent. They're trying to... is trying a snapmare, and it's successful. Nice snapmare. But keeps the side headlock on. For that matter, Thez does too. Gagne does have control, as better control than Thez does. Thez losing grip. Thez no longer has his grip in. And now the side headlock is solely... By Ganya. Thez is on his Thez is on his stomach though, so he can't be pinned. But Ganya is bridged with his side headlock still in place. Now the guy relatively close to the ring, to the ring ropes. And Thez is Thez could actually reach them with his leg if he knew where he was. I don't think he does though. I don't think he, he knows that he's that close to the ropes. He could really, for that matter, he could reach them with his arm. Well, actually, maybe he does, because he was moving towards the ropes. And, well, we, instead, he gets up. He could have reached the ropes if he wanted to, but he didn't have to. He's instead on his knees while, while Gagne is on his feet, and he's pretty trying to basically re- remove the neck from the, from the collarbone, pretty much. The hold is still in pretty tight, though. As, again, he tries to maneuver the neck and tries to rip the neck from the collarbone area. That, that's not a, mm, that wasn't a tap. I, I guess it was not a tap. Is, I think tapping was a thing back in the papers. It would seem that way. Because you legit did have to pin your shoulder, pin the opponent's shoulders to the mat. So I guess that makes that makes some sense. Or verbally to mat. Yeah, or verbally, yeah, right, verbally, verbally as well. As Thess is trying to unlock the grip, instead he's got his own version of a headlock and gets snapmared over by Ganya. Ganya keeps the side headlock on. He's pretty much had it on for the last two minutes. He's keeping head control. He's, he's pretty much kept head control the, the entire last couple minutes of this of this match. As Thez looked like he responded, he tried to elbow him. No effect. As the hold is still on, <coughs> Ganya is got the side headlock in place. Got the side headlock in place and is and he's not in the center of the ring, but he's fairly close. Fez really has no idea he's that close to the ropes. He could have got the hole broken if he if he got there, but he did not. And still hasn't. Instead, he's gonna try to get up. Instead, he's gonna try to get up and he's on his knees, but he's gotta be fading. He's been in that hole for quite a while now. Well, he digs him off the ropes. Nice shoulder tackle. Kanye got the better of it. That was a nice shoulder tackle right there. 
and then back to the headlock. But unfortunately, Gagne's momentum took him towards the towards the ropes, and Fez gets a much needed break. And you can see Fez's arm is not in, in his best shape. Gagne then goes to the ropes to go after Fez illegally, but he still did it. Fez's arm is not in the best of shape. It's his left arm after all that abuse that Gagne gave it. Nice snapmare. And we're going back to the side headlock, and Fez is in some trouble. Fez is in trouble. That headlock is in deep. We saw a punch, a little bit of a punch by, by Gagne, but the side headlock remains. As you can see, Fez is tapping, but obviously, as mentioned earlier, the 50s, not quite the same rules as now. You can see, like, Fez is not in, good, is not in a good way right now. That side headlock has been in, in there for quite a while. Fez is trying to counter it. Try as he might, he's, he's not doing as well. Kanye, with oh, another he countered it. The oh, only snap. for a minute though. Several snapmares, a couple snapmares takedowns to really just make it worse, honestly. On Thez, and Thez now is on top. Thez is on top, but the, the headlocks are still in deep. Really, Thez is still on top, yes, but it's. Still kind of playing defense, honestly. Like the headlock, Ganya still has the headlock in and the roll through. Fez's foot did hit the ropes, but did not keep them. He's still in the center of the ring. Fez trying hard to get out of this hole. This feels like he. I don't know how much longer he can last in this hole, honestly. This guy has had him in this hole for what, what, the last five out of six minutes? He's really been in deep on this hold. And then every time Fez gets back up to his feet, Gagne tries to basically does that. He rolls him over and basically whips him down with a snapmare. And is basically all but have him under the control. It's really good. It's a really good move. It's really good holds. Well, well done on their parts. Uh, I'm seeing a whole lot of the, the, the snap man now. And you can notice Thez looks like he has waist control. Looks like he's trying to gain waist control of Ganya. But he still is playing no defense to help himself in terms of getting out of this hold. It is not working out so well. Fez, nope, he's not. He, he does have a golden opportunity to punch him in the kidneys, but he's not going to do it. Now, the way this camera angle is, sh is, sh is shifted, we can't really see the ref, or the, but we can kind of see the head. You can tell the headlock is still in by, uh, by Ganya. But the camera is... There we go. There we go. Now, now the camera pans over to the right. In the panel over the right a little bit and or zoom out, that would also be good for this camera. Oh, now that hey, that's got out. That's escaped. Now it's got back got now it's got arm control. And a nice ooh. 
Nice elbow. And then Fez tried to throw a punch and they got right get caught right into a snapmare. The elbow is dope by Ganya. And then Fez tried to throw a punch and basically got caught right into a snapmare. The counter wrestling was good. That was good. The elbow was a bait and switch. I like that. That was that was so smart. Elbow was a bait and switch. Fez, you could throw a punch. I mean, you, you kind of got head control, and you could legitimately just throw hands. You, you got you kind of got him wide open. He threatens to, but never does. Classy, I guess. As classy as it would be to get to not get punched in the head by while in a side headlock. Yeah, Fez is absolutely tapping, but but clearly that's not a thing right now. Yeah. He's pretty much tapped out three or four times, but apparently that's still not a thing. So that, that's why the referee hasn't called it. But the the hole is still locked in. It's locked in yet again, and it's locked in fairly deep. This is two out of three falls, dude. That explains many things. But yeah, we did get a fall. Yeah, you're right. You, you said there was a fall earlier on. They kind of just blew over there. Yeah, the, the ref would have probably stopped it. Uh, would have probably stopped it as it was happening. Oh, he's going for it back to Plex. No. Back into a snap mare. And yet, the, the referee is basically watching for the shoulders. Yeah, he's not even. <clears throat> if it's if it being. If oh, being Getting a little testy. Yeah, it is. You kind of saw a little bit of the rake of the eyes a little bit. But he couldn't. That's couldn't break the grip. That's could not break the grip. That is a iron grip that Ganya has. Ganya bridges up and still has the headlock in place. How much longer can Fez last in this before verbally giving up? He tried to tap out several times, but that's not helping. Tapping out is not helping, unfortunately. Trying to lift. And back oh, to the snapman. Something, and he can't. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, how long can he last? Because he's just getting worn down. It's just wearing you down. And try as he might, he's tried hard to counter out of it. He just hasn't been able to do it. It's just been... It's, that's got to be demoralizing for Fez. He keeps trying, though. He, he, to his credit, he keeps trying to get up. He keeps getting up. Even though he, he's, in, he's not in good shape right now, but he keeps trying to get up. It seemed like Ghani is going just trying to make him verbally submit. He really hasn't tried to pin him. Oh, he went for a back suplex, and they got caught over in a snapmare once again. It seems like Ghani is trying to get him to verbally tap out. Or ver yeah, verbally submit to him. He just hasn't. He, he just hasn't done so. It's rather unfortunate for, uh, for Ghani so far. But he's really controlled a lot of this match. I will say. The headlock is in. The, br the bridge happens yet again. And Fez with a little less energy <clears throat> as we keep going. A little bit less energy every time he does this. 
Like clearly the the, the sleepers are work the headlocks are working. Because he doesn't have that same energy to break up this particular uh sleeper, this particular headlock. You can see him moving a little bit slower. He does get up. He's trying hard. You put a back suplex on. He does get it. Yeah, nice back suplex. And Gagne, who had the, the hold in the entire time, had no defense. And he got the pin. And he does after all of that. Fez gets the pin. After wow. all of that, it's a one wow. back suplex. That was one of the best struggles I've ever seen. It really was. After what? After all of that, Fez took all of that. He, he took so much abuse to the head and neck. But it was Fez who got the pin after a nice back suplex where Gagne really didn't defend himself. Basically landed on the back of Gagne's head and neck. And that was enough of a jolt to get the pin. Well done by Luthez. Good job, Luthez. As the trainers came in to try to help out Ganya. There are some that are helping out Fez. Fez looks actually looks, believe it or not, Fez looks actually okay. Ganya's the worst for wear after taking that suplex. I'm thinking Fez would be in a little bit more pain because of the headlocks he was in, but ultimately it was Fez who it was Fez who got it done. As guys are in there, as Fez is in his corner, and that looks like he is <laughs> okay. Fez, Fez is a little bit worse for wear. Okay, I did, I did speak a little bit too soon. Fez is a bit worse for wear after all those headlocks, and I don't blame him for being a little bit worse for wear after all that. Both parties are in their opposite corners. The ref, is, the, the trainers are kind of wearing it down. You can see the sweat dropping from Angania's tights. It looked like Fez is ready, and they're both ready to go. Round two. Pretty much starts out similar. Oh, no, it does not start out similar round one. Clubbing blows the back of the head by, by Fez. And now we're, getting, now we're getting some more striking offense. Testy. Well, <laughs> testy. Yes. That's a little testy, motherfucker. Yes. Ouch. Yeah, that, that's painful. That's a whole lot of pain coming from Fez. Fez clearly was pissed about being in, in, those, whole, in those headlocks. For the last five to ten minutes of the match of the first ball. And the ref is basically counting down Ganya until Ganya gets up, and both guys, the gladiators that they are, and Ganya with a nice right. A nice right hand. And both and now Bess is holding his left hand. That is holding his left ear after a nice right by Ganya. The gladiators that they are back in the, in the center of the ring. Back to the collar elbows. Cameron, please pan over to the right. Thank you. <laughs> they took it back to the wide shot. 
Nice. As both guys continuing to test their strength, and a clubbing blow to the back by Fez. That, that is clearly getting a, uh, the better of these physical exchanges, as, as we can, as I can tell. But the, but the, they are absolutely getting a bit testy here. Definitely, it, it looks like it's definitely true. Body slam. Nice body slam and the bounce too. Not just the slam, the bounce afterward. What was in the ropes? So. What was definitely in the ropes. So that's gonna break up the uh, pinfall. Gonna break up the pinfall attempt. But it won't break up the knockout. It sure, yeah, so yeah, knockouts are a thing. So we can. Uh, that's why the ref's been counting down. Now, Fez does get back up to his feet after taking a body slam. He bounced off off the mat too after he did it. Nice Beal, solid Beal by by Kanye. Unfortunately, his momentum took him to the ropes, so he can't really do anything after that. But the damage is being done. As this is becoming a whole lot more physical than the first fall. The first fall was all tech stuff. The second fall is becoming way more physical. Just becoming tech. I <laughs> like the, the escalation. Yes. To this. Because they were kind of teasing it in the first fall, but we didn't take. But they didn't take it there. Now they're taking it there. And it's all the better for it. We're, we're getting an entirely different second fall as opposed to the first one. They thought about Fez wanted to lock up again, but Gunner wanted to lock up again. Give but Fez was like, "No, we're not going. We're not going to do that. Not yet." Kind of, kind of sizing each other up. And nope, Fez kind of stalling. gathering himself. Yeah, he's definitely stalling. He's kind of re regained a little bit of energy that he lost, obviously during the smash. Oh, both guys are ready to throw hands, but now the guy's ready to willing, willingly actually do it. Back to the collar and elbows. Oh. Mm. Fez is trying not to get punched in the face. He's trying his hardest not to get punched in the face. Will he succeed? Gany is tempted to do it, but Fez actually pulls the trigger and actually does it. Ganya's tempted to throw a hand, to throw a punch. He still isn't throwing one. Ganya still isn't willing to throw hands. Well, back to the side of the headlock, but this time it is Thez who has it. And Ganya's sort of reversing it. Yeah, he is. Kind of has a yeah. He does have a reverse kind of headlock going on there. At the very least, he. <laughs> the disrespect! The disrespect, my Thez. The ref, the ref didn't see it. But, but Kanye still felt it. The disrespect. And he literally kicked him out of the ring. Kanye's like, I'm going to throw this right hand at you. That's like, you, you, like, you're not about this life. You're not, you're not really going to throw the right hand, are you? And he doesn't. <laughs> and he doesn't. And he does. There it is. Catches him right in the forehead. Direct hit in the middle of the forehead. It's a good punch. They, Gagne broke away from Fez after he threw the punch, but it was a good punch. Fez, 
Fez felt that. <laughs> and he throws a second one. Okay. Gagne started those punches. Clearly, Gagne was a little heated after, after getting kicked out of the ring, wasn't he? He was. Clearly, he was a I bit was upset. <laughs> he was a bit upset about the, the disrespect. I don't fault him. <laughs> Fez is basically spent. He, he's he's been rocked. Fez got rocked. Fez got rocked. Now That's it's getting nasty. Yeah, it is. And Fez with another punch. Oh, oh, that hurt. Nasty. He just oh, good knees. That's what he did. He's basically kneeing him in the face. I couldn't catch the first one, but he definitely caught, I definitely caught the second one. He definitely nice did. Press. Nice, that's press. A move the that name of that said press. Yes. The Luthes press. A move that we have seen so many times from wrestling legends like Stone Cold Steve Austin. As the OG of the Fest Press. There was a pinball attempt as the body scissors. Yep, yep. Ganya's, Ganya's trying to not get pinned as he's trapped in the body scissors. And as Ganya bridges up, he gets punched in the face. And then back to a side headlock. But this time it's Thez with the side headlock, still with the body scissors on. Ganya is still tempted to just straight punch him right in his face. But he's not doing it. One, two, the shoulder is up. Ref, ref caught it. In mind, Fez is up to reset here. Fez is up one fall to none in this two out of three falls. How he got the first fall was the back suplex. So we, I think it shocked us both that he got the first after all the damage he took. Ganya is still tempted to throw the punch. But he can't bring himself to do it. Instead, he does count it. Nope, and he gets counted back. And instead, Fez now has the arm. He could do a cross arm breaker with a body scissors. That would actually that would have to be really dope. And it's a little now, there. And he, he still has the body scissors. If this takes a, if this does enough damage. Ganya can still can be stacked up for a pin, but not he's not doing so. Camera pin over to the right place, thank you. But he oh that's that's throw a punch. That's a nice a nice left. That's a solid left. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> it really is. This is this is good stuff here. And as says those another left. Still has the body scissors locked in, so he's actually gonna squeeze. Looks like squeezing the option out, and Gagne is not happy. He stacks up, Gagne stacks him up, and finally does throw a right. Unfortunately, he hurt his hand while doing it. Maybe that's why he didn't want to throw a right hand. He finally throws a right, but he 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 hurt his hand while doing so. Thez might not get up. He might not beat this count. Nope, he didn't beat it. I think we get. Did we get a fall by knockout? No, no. He got up, and then oh. the referee started the count. 
He got up and got back down. So that, okay. No, we did not get a fall. <laughs> close. It, it was very, very close. Fez now has a side headlock on. That was a nice right, though. Oh, got any counters? And now it's a sleeper hold. Unfortunately for Gagne, he was back in the, in the ropes. Ref is counting. See the ref's at five, just watching his hands. Seven. Eight. That's right before the, the referee stops counting. But Gagne gets right back on him. Ref is trying his hardest to break the count. Even the ref is sweating. You can see, like, the, the, the ref is sweating buckets. It must be very hot in that arena in Chicago. Both parties. The collar elbows. That's the ropes. That was an elbow. Okay, there's a drop toe hold. And now he's got, all, he's got a, the toe hold on it. Nice toe. He's got nice toe hold right there. As he's got the legs trapped, he's got the left leg trapped. Does does Thez. And he's got the toe hold locked in in place. And he elbows him in the collarbone to make sure he stays down. Does Thez. Oh, there we go. Good shot. Good shot by the camera, people. As we got the, he's got the, the toe hold locked in nicely. Fez could throw in a quick jab or a quick elbow if he wanted to. If Fez, if uh, Gagne was able to get up, Gagne was like that was a little bit of a tap, but again, taps are taps are a thing. Let's see what we got here. This nice. Still got that toe hold locked in pretty nicely. Nice counter by Gagne. Gets it recountered. And the standoff after all of that. After all of these two will put each other through. A couple counters. But a standoff. And then Fez basically wills Gagne to the ropes. Gets a little bit of a clean break. He's also mentioned Thez is the bigger individual of the two. We should probably have mentioned this from the jump, but it's clear that he's the bigger individual. But uh, not by too much. Gagne's still got enough strength to hold his own. He tried to go for a body slam, but that did not. That did not go well. Got the center of the ring. Collar and elbows. And the nice feel by Fez. Makes it twice. Danny Switch. Oh. Bridge. Oh, yes. oh, we get the roll through. They roll they around the ring. That's fantastic. We get the roll through. Roll throughs all the way around the ring until Fez grabs the ropes to break it up. And he just throws the fucking punch, though. Like. <laughs> It throws a punch to the side, to the right side of the head of Gagne. 
That's that's a secret with healing. This match as much as I'm enjoying it. Oh, right to the gut. Nice, nice shoulder shot to the chest. Fez is feeling that. Unfortunately, the good news is Gagne went for a cover. The bad news is they were up against the ropes. So it was going to do him, it wasn't going to do him any good. That was a nice nice shoulder charge into the stomach. That was nice. That was nice. Back to the collar elbows. As again, Fez basically wills him to the, the corner rope and just smacks him across the face. A little bit of a paint pressing smack with the, with the left hand. Back to it. Not quite towards the ropes this time. And nope. Towards the turnbuckle. There's no turnbuckle pad here either, by the way. Oh, the knees. Back to the knees, and not only to the knees, knees to the face. And there's no and there's no padding, so straight bone either. It's straight bone to the face. As Ganya is in a little bit of trouble as he catches another knee in the corner. The referee trying to admonish it. Oh Ganya caught him. But unfortunately, the foot's in the ropes. I think he has to be. He's throwing a lot of cheap shots in the, in this match. <laughs> I got like that. The little brick. <laughs> he kind of is. That's just kind of got the whole big bully. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's the same. Like, Fez has got that big bully in him. He's kind of the big bully in this match. Kind of plays the underdog very well, too. He really does. He really does. How's Ganya going to be able to offset the fall that Fez got earlier? As both parties is, is another side headlock this time by, by Ganya. They got whipped off the ropes. Kind of a weird exchange, but nothing really happened here. Fez trying to Ganya's hesitant, and he probably should be. Nope, he didn't shake his hand. He instead went for a collar elbow. And then got punched right in the ribs for it. Yeah. And then a little bit of a... a, a what a knee. A little bit of a face washing, then what a knee. As it back into the corner again. Off the ropes. Nice power slam. And then back to the side headlock. Goes Gagne on Fez. Referee checking, seeing if Fez is going to actually verbally submit. Crowd's getting a little hype over this. People applauding in the crowd. I think Gagne did get the second. Yeah, he did. Gagne, Gagne does get the second fall. Got it by submission. So, so it's one up. One to one now. Ganya does get the second ball. So now it all comes down to this. 
finally those headlocks got us got to fall in. After all that time and all that abuse, those headlocks finally got a fall. A fall. So we saw a way more physical fall in fall number two than fall number one was. Now we're all, now what will fall three be as both parties both parties get some help from their from their cornermen. We'll see what that will What will fall number three entail? As the referee go, as the trainer goes all three will be shorter than the first two falls. One would think. After all the energy they put each other, after all the physical abuse they put each other through, you would think fall three is just going to be a slugfest. Because I'm not sure how much longer both guys could handle, can take a wearing down situation where both parties are just being worn down like this. Looks like somebody's want to get it over with. Yeah, it looks like Ganya's ready to go. He is all but ready to go. He's kind of keeping himself limp. He's kind of keeping himself loose. And here we go. Ready. Gany is ready, and Fez is in a little. Is a, Fez is a little bit less ready than Ganya is. They get they get this on. So. Yanni is waiting. That are working in this match. That are really working in this match for yeah, me. They they're really, they're really putting a whole lot of effort into it, which is the a whole lot of physical effort and in in physical style into it, which I'm all for. Both guys. Fez is truly stalling, trying to regain his trying to regain his composure here. Yanni is ready to go. As Fez gets basically shoved back in the corner, Fez still really, truly not ready for this whole deal. Fez does counter. And now Fez does punch. Fez, uh, I think for Gagne to win this fall, he might have to throw punches. Because Fez, we know Fez is willing to throw them. Is Gagne. That's the other it's underrated psychology as a part of this match. Fez is willing to throw hands. Is Gagne willing to do it? Interesting psychology here. It's played out pretty much. The Gagne's kind of teased it with a couple hands here and there, but he hasn't done it on any more consistent basis than Fez has. So that I, that's the other part about this that makes this interesting. We're getting it. Five minutes to go. Good. This is. Maybe he's going to do it. He better do it now. The sleeper and Fez, I think that's the other reason why Fez is stalling. Champions advantage, it would seem. Can't blame Fez for doing it. Because he knows the time. The time limit doesn't stop. The time does not stop. Fez realizes he's got to get it done. Ganya realizes he's got to get it done immediately. Fez trying to escape, but, but Ganya... After the pot, after the body slam, 
get a, gets a hold, but Thez retreats to the corner. A little prick. Yeah, he, he knows he knows he's got champion's advantage. He knows even in the draw, it's not a terrible thing. But Maganya, why he's using the ropes? Is the ropes are basically Thez's friend. He's probably thinking if he, if he gets the third fall, great, but don't lose. Which is kind of, which is really not great in, in the world of sports. Playing not to lose usually means you're going to lose. But in this instance, it's working. That's kind of what's happening with this. Like a him. like an and ass. Then, and he punches him promptly at the top of the head. Which he knows is going to set guy. He's going to set, and then he punches him in the ribs. He knows that gets under the skin. Oh, that and knee! And then the knee, that knee, which has been bread and butter, has been butter the entire match. Whenever Thez has thrown that knee, it has sent Ganya down. And now Ganya's throwing punch. He finally does the punch. Keep, keep doing it. Don't stop. He caught him at one. That was nice. He caught him on the second one. Keep, keep throwing him. Ganya finally throwing some punches and a nice deal by Ganya. Ganya realizes he's got to move quick. He's, he's got to move. That's just playing defense. That's absolutely playing defense. He's out of the both out on their feet, but Thess is absolutely trying to play defense to save himself. That's what I'm saying. Thess is kind of sort of playing not to he's playing not to win or he's playing not to lose. The sleeper hold is locked in pretty tight. Thez is trapped in a sleeper hold. But, but the but the time limit expired. I ran out. What a brick. And it worked. The time ran out on Ganya and his attempts to win Thez's championship. They're being like, no. Not like this, not like this, but it was like this. That was fantastic. That's playing the role in psychology. It was the racing, the first fall took so long, it basically made Fez all Fez had to do was play, play defense for the third fall. Fez, I don't think, did anything offensive. What a prick! What a prick that is. It. It was a douche move. It was a real douche move. But it worked. But it worked. That was quite a thing. That was a prick move. It really was. <laughs> but it worked. Ultimately, it got it got the job done. As shady as it was, it got the job done. Now we go to 2005. 14 years ago. We're really gonna take it up. So we got Daisuke, Ikeda, Ikeda versus, versus Yuki Ishikawa. I think this will be a different style match. Yeah, no, I, I fully expect it. I'm, I'm fully expecting that. Three, two, one, go. April twenty fourth, two thousand five, in the Yokohama Arkenega. Is where this match is when and where, and the when's and where's. Now, Daisuke has got the black trunks with the red. 
And Yuki's got the black. Yuki's got the black on. Oh, there's a promo video to this. Oh, word? Okay. There's a promo to this. All right, cool. So, so it looks like Yuki is the blonde. They're both wearing dark trunks. And Daisuke Akeda is in the both are in black trunks. Right. Daisuke Akeda has the red knee. Daisuke's got the red knee pads and red boots. And Yuki's got the black boots. And we get a punch right off the top. <laughs> He's out. He's out. We got some Nyquil. We got some Nyquil. Let's go. We got to fucking go. Go off the top. Okay. He dropped with his right hand. And, and I think Ishikawa is pissed. Yeah, no kidding. Yuki got Again, rocked. Again, like, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yuki got rocked. Yuki got rocked right off the top. And Yuki oh. got rocked. <laughs> All right, this is going to be a fight. This is going to be a full-scale fight. I'm even cool with these camera angles doing this. The, the, the nice right hand. Nice game with nice game Yuki just trading bombs. <laughs> this is already five stars. Oh my fucking god. Go. Yo. <laughs> what a kick. Go. What kicks. By Akeda. Akeda with some dice game with some nice kicks to the, to the face. <laughs> dice game comes in. But he went too aggressive, and now you can go to work. You keep with some right hands in the corner. You keep throwing some bombs with a, with a chop in there and a knee. Several knee strikes involved. We also had side head control. He had the headlock in. <clears throat> Daisuke comes back, and both parties are just throwing punches. This, this is basically a bar fight right now, is, is what's happening here. Clubbing blow to the back of the head. Yuki with that clubbing blow. <laughs> We have some Nyko right off the top. And then we, then we got we got an arm bar here. There's actually there's actually some actual wrestling involved here. Uh, so we, we got it looks like a it could be a Kamara. Oh, get, get, oh no, you didn't get you didn't get stacked up completely so you can get pinned. Now you can get pinned. Yep, yeah, it's good counter. Hooks the leg, but no, there's really is no count no count here because Yugi threw a punch from the ground. As we get a side headlock. Meanwhile, Yuki tries to counter and does counter into a head scissors. He still has the arm control. And as he's, he's go back, he's going for a cross arm breaker, but he can't separate the fingers. Okay, separate the fingers with dice cake. He does not. And dice cake gets to the ropes. Got the leg under the ropes, so they're going to have to break the hold. It looks like Yuki's got a patch on his back. Up to up to you, you can kind of see a patch on like the on his left uh, right above his left shoulder blade. I think that's what I'm that's what I'm seeing here. Anyway, both wrestlers are back up in the middle of the ring. 
and they lock, they lock up. An inverted collar and elbow tie-up. Both guys immediately try to go, go to the knees. Instead, it leads to a little of a counter. This is stiff as fuck. It really is. As now, Daisuke has got control and is basically riding him. As he could do a whole lot of damage if he really wanted to, but instead he's just going to ride and punch him in the back of the head. Meanwhile, Yuki does have the wrist controlled, even though he's on his on the side. This could be a kind of a reverse inverted Chimera by Daisuke, but Daisuke doesn't have complete control, though he does have the face. And now, now he's got the arm. Now he's got the arm locked in pretty well. Not a Chimera, but he's got the arm pretty locked in solidly. Meanwhile, Yuki's got his legs tied up. This could get a whole lot worse for Dice Game and it gets better before it gets better. And Dice Game's trapped. Dice Game's absolutely trapped, and, and, and Yuki can throw some hands. He just threw one, a solid one, and now he's throwing more to the ribs. He's throwing the ribs in the gut and now to the face. Got you, got you blocking, got you trying to block the, the face, the ribs. Now you, you're wide open and caught with punches to the face. That you see, so punches. Yeah. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, good kick. Good, good kick. Good kick. It's probably not landable for like a little bit. Good kick. Good kick being thrown here. Uh, dice K and both guys are now on their feet. Got wrist, got wrist, knuckle ups, kick to the hand, kick to the back of the leg, not to the hamstring, kick to the back of the leg there. Standing switch, standing switch. As wrist, wrist control, Dice has got some wrist control, and now he's going back to the arm. And now Yuki's got the toe. He's got got the legs. Kind of grapevine in here. Not quite an ankle lock. It's like a knee bar kind of sort of. This just what? feels like a thief fight. <laughs> and now we got a no nope, man. Got a, you got the ankle lock. You got the ankle trapped in here. But we're not we're not seeing. Yeah, the nice got a. Inverted figure four. He's only got one leg locked in here. It's good stuff going on. Daisuke's a little. Daisuke's got control here. Yuki's trying to either turn over to get to the ropes or turn into an Indian Deathlock, and neither's happening. Instead, he elbows him in the kneecap to break the to try to break up the hole. It's so far not working. So he responds with one of his own. He responds in kind. <laughs> but he does get to the ropes. By basically extending his left arm. But the hole refuses to be broken. I guess you can tell Daisuke is the, the, the heel here. <laughs> I guess you can tell Daisuke is clearly the heel. If, if you didn't already know, by the, the, the opening right hand. Nice, a nice running kick to the ribs. And then one to the head. Two to the head. 
Repeated kicks to the head. Ouch. <laughs> repeated kicks to the dome. It's not a pretty sight. And Yuki just comes up and straight forearms him to the face and then slaps him. Forearms. Both parties are down. More so Daisuke than Yuki. This is stiff as fuck. It really is. It really, really is. And now, nice single leg takedown. Or nice, really just a takedown, not even a single leg. Just, just, just a straight takedown by, uh, by, by Daisuke. Daisuke now going for the wrist. And, and he's trying his hardest to get wrist control. He's successful with the wrist. And that's got a got a got an armbar in. Got the got the Fujiwara armbar in place. Nice. Mm-hmm. Got an armbar well in place. And obviously submissions are a thing in this, in this particular match as opposed to the previous. The Oh, now he's got the arm control. Nice knee to the arm. Oh, the other part about this, I like how the camera is kind of like adding the effects to this. Some of these holds, some of these moves. Now he's got a cross face. All you have to do, if you can lock, and then he went back to the arm bar, and unfortunately, he got to the ropes. He could have gone with a cross face if he really wanted to, but he did not. Ouch. That, however, was painful. As Yuki then kicks him right in the ribs. Another kick, another stiff kick. I can't believe you got Nyko open the jump with that right hand. That right hand is the start of the match, though. And that right hand there. Nice kick to the back of the leg. Solid kick, but a nice kick to the back of the leg. And now he's got the wrist controlled again. Mm, nice stiff knee to the, to the head. And now he's got a Kimura. Not only does he have a Kimura, but he's got the leg trapped. He's got his head trapped. And another kick to the face. Both guys are up. Kick to the back of the leg. And clearly it worked. The kick to the back of the hamstring clearly worked. Kick to the other hamstring. Yuki doing both kicks. A nice punch. Nice kick coming back with right hands. Several of them. Both men trading right hands. Well, really, Daisuke is throwing the right hands. No, they're not being traded by Yuki. Yuki is down, though. Yuki is down. And kicked in the face. Yuki, Yuki trying to figure out where is he, where is the next bit of offense coming as they go into their respective corners. Knockouts are a factor, though. You can be knocked out in this match. As, we, as we've established early. Soba kick. Nice. Kick. Three. Ooh. Three straight kicks, all of them connected. Ugh. And the fourth one right in the face. Jeez, guy. He was already down. He was already down. Kick right to the Come in. Oh, he's going for another. Oh, no. Close line. Nope. Saito suplex. Ooh. Saito suplex. Not only did that work, 
Skin landed on the back of his neck. No for the remix? Yep. Ooh, no, he's landing on the back of his neck. He's not the he's not bracing himself either. He's just landing on the back of his neck. It's looks winning. No shit. Yeah, no kidding. You just took two back suplexes, Sayido suplexes to the back of the neck. Oh, not from the bear, sir. Not from the bear. Jessica can take much more of these. All right, it's, it's a standard back suplex. Okay. That, that's, that looks less, a whole lot less painful. You can throw in some hands. But actually, both throwing up, but, not, but neither with the same effect as the start of the match. Both guys throwing hands. What in the world is that in the background? Both guys throwing hands. There, there is no steam behind those punches. You can tell there is no steam. But there was steam behind that forearm. Oh, nice jumping kick. Kind of a jumping kick there. And yeah, you can see there. Yeah, he's got a bloody, he definitely absolutely has a bloody lip. That second jumping kick. That second one hurt. He might actually he might actually be out. He was getting up. He would have beaten whatever ten nice headbutt. He would have beaten whatever ten count that would have been, but he's not getting headbutts. Guys case eating some headbutts right now. Going back to the arm. Nope, roll through. That's going to be a nice tag. He's got a he's got a headlock in. Oh, good tag. And Yukina has the crossface portion of the crossface, but he doesn't have the arm on. Nice hold on the glass. Oh, we get a tap. It's a tap. We got a tap. Got a tap. That was fantastic. Yuki wins. Yuki, Yuki got dice get a tap. Good fight, boys. That was uh, so basically that was the intensity at its finest. It was both matches today were incredibly intense. The first one, a whole lot more of the technical style, the second one, a whole lot more of the physical style. But ultimately, we got bits and pieces of both in both matches. As well, Yuki won, both <laughs> I enjoyed, I enjoyed for different reasons. Mm-hmm. The simplicity of Thais Ganya mm-hmm. and the simplicity of the simple the simple tech session that was Ganya and Thais and the simple brutality that was Ikeda and Ishikawa is what made these two matches work. Somehow after all of this, Yuki, both guys are staring at each other. Like, what did we just do to each other? And next week will be totally different as we have Shinobu Kandori versus Bonakano in a chain match. Mm-hmm. And then we have Ricky Steamboat versus Rick Rude in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Mm. Good stuff, good stuff. 
Yeah. Yep. So, like I said before, I'm going to be doing the two-a-day skip probably starting mid-July. I'm going to do the two-a-days thing. It's going to probably be in, at worst, audio form, but definitely video form, but, but, but possibly video form. Uh, for each, there will be two teams per day in order of finish in the NFL season last year. Not order of draft pick, obviously, because not everyone had a first-round pick. Twitter.com slash Beast Mike. It'll be on the Sports Lounge page as well uh, later on. Obviously, we'll be I'll be talking about the signings in the NBA and NHL. We'll naturally be talking about the AEW event next week and various other stuff that's going to happen. So Twitter.com slash Beast Mike is where you want to go. I will be going to the uh, the studios to do the Spikes games. I'll be pretty much there all the rest of the week uh, doing the studio for the Spikes. Uh, they're a good team right now. They're about to go. They're trying to go sweep. The Indians affiliate of the Class A league, so that's where I'll be. That's what I'll be doing. Were they affiliated with? They're, they're the the Spikes are affiliated with the Cardinals. Ah, yeah, they're affiliated with the Cardinals, and they are going. To, so I was at Tuesday's game. It was pretty. It was pretty good. They came back with a six-run inning in the eighth, and it followed up with the six-run inning last night as they were able to take care of business. They're going for the sweep today. Pretty good stuff as well. Pretty good stuff. They're a good team. Yes. DJ D. Cooks Wrestle on Twitter. You can follow the new Get the Ring Twitter, mm-hmm. which we'll be tweeting from, both Beats Mike and I. Um, yeah, we already have about 50 followers on that not, Twitter page. Not bad, not bad. Not bad the span of a week. <laughs> what else? I think we pretty much covered everything that we have to. I think we pretty much uh, covered all the stuff. Yes, we covered everything DJD Gook's music. There's going to be a new episode of the Epic Horn Section podcast. And I talked with Spectrum Pulse on my Hard and Heavy show. So, mm. so that podcast is up as well. But, Very nice. But for Beach Mike, this is DJD Gook's um, saying sayonara. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 